गुड इवनिंग चैतन्यंजली और अनबिलीवेबल रियली आई मीन अगेन गुड इवनिंग पॉडकास्ट So previously on the unnamed podcast we discussed about World Trade Organization and BRICS. So today let's start with the International Monetary Fund. Uh, wait wait wait. What? Like yeah. See, BRICS and G20 are very very related. So let me continue with G20. You know you should ask yourself who is unbelievable. <laughs> I don't care. I'll anyway see. Okay. <laughs> so let's begin with G20. Now you know I'll be starting with history ending with impact on Indian economy. Well, you have to bear with me. That's the process. Anyway, G20 is an international group initially founded in 1919 after the Asian financial crisis as a forum for the finance ministers and central bank governors of 19 countries and the European Union. Do you know who is the finance minister and central bank governor of India? Yes, you guessed it right. The finance minister of India is Nirmala Sitaraman, and the central bank governor, which is the RBI governor, is Shakti Kanta Das. Yes. G20 has no permanent secretary, and the responsibility to set the summit agenda relies on the host country. Do you know, Sanjali, the G20's members represent? Two thirds of world's population and eighty-five percent of economy. That's wow. huge. Wow. Since two thousand seven, the news media has covered each and every G20 summit that recognizes the members' role as significant drivers of the world economy. Mm-hmm. Well, uh, you must be wondering, G20 has also the same objectives, common goals with BRICS and WTO has. Well, yeah, many of them are very common, but there are few very unique objectives of G20. G20 has objectives which covers the issues of global economic and financial agenda and international cooperation among countries. The policy coordination between its members in order to achieve global economic stability and sustainable growth that reduces risk and prevent future financial crises like for example g20 has done a lot in preparation for the global recession of covid-19 it also focuses on modernizing international financial architecture mm-hmm. so as g20 is such a significant organization its impact on world economy must also be big right of course Well, uh, as I already told, its unique objectives. I must also mention that the impact of G20 in the world economy is very well driven by the countries individually and their decisions. 
because G20 comprises of many smaller IGOs as well, such as the BRICS. Now, whatever decisions are taken by BRICS are also impact on G20, and furthermore, it impacts the world's economy. G20 plays a critical role in creating and enabling environment for inclusive global growth and development. It works on ensuring financial stability and promoting growth and avoiding the managing crisis in critical supporting the opportunity. In turn, the increasing integration of developing countries into the global economy contributes to this objective of G20 of strong, sustainable, balanced and economic global growth. One such impact on G20's objective mm-hmm. could be recognized as the agenda for 2030 for sustainable development which is so ambitious and transformative as a universal agenda for sustainable development efforts. Well, as we are talking about the impact of G20 on world economy, we cannot ignore the problems caused by the COVID-19 pandemic. impact of G20 on the world economy is the role of it in fighting the COVID-19 pandemic. G20 has carried out various multilateral talks and has given lot of economic packages obviously to individual countries but has taken unified decisions in, in trying to recover the global economy. Now this has significantly impacted India's economy as well. India's participation in the G20 process stems from realization that as a major developing economy, India has a vital stake in the stability of the international economic and financial system, which is also a major objective of G20. We must also understand that G20's impact on India or India's impact on G20 through any of its economical, fiscal or monetary decisions basically is driven by the other IGOs India is part with and India's relations with its neighboring countries and other developed economies, such as whatever decision is taken in the BRICS organization will significantly have an impact on G20 and thereafter it will also have a consequence on India's economy as well. The relations of India and China, India and US, India and Japan, India and the European Union plays an important role in shaping the fate of India's economy regulated through G20. Well, of course, India takes a lot of advantage in seeking loans and investments in capital and also completing its goal in sustainable development. That's all of G20 and I'm... Finally, with the permission of Sri Sri Devyam Sharma Ji, I will be talking about IMF. So there was this one important yet positive news which catched our attention and that was IMF in its annual publication, the World Economic Outlook projected 12.5% growth rate for India, even stronger than that of China at 8.6%. Uh, that is very good, but suddenly, I mean, how this, how IMF predicts all this, and I mean, how it works? 
yeah it's very important for economic students to know about this and even in general also so international monetary fund is an organization of 190 countries working together to foster global monetary cooperation secure financial stability facilitate international trade promote high employment and sustainable economic growth also reduce poverty around the world so the primary aim primary mission is to ensure the stability of the international monetary system the system of exchange rates and international payments that enables countries and their citizens to transact with each other now imf was conceived in july 1944 at the united nations bretton woods conference in new hampshire united states the 44 countries in attendance sought to build a framework for international economic cooperation and avoid repeating the competitive currency devaluation that contributed to the great depression of 1930s so speaking of some facts the headquarters of imf is located at washington dc united states the year of establishment is 1944 bretton woods there are four major annual publications world economic outlook global financial stability report fiscal monitor finance and development So the present managing director of IMF is Kristalina Georgieva and the chief economist of IMF well bachcha bachcha janta hai it's Geeta Gopinath of Indian origin So IMF works very efficiently to provide financial assistance which includes loans to member countries stabilize currencies and strengthen economic growth IMF surveillance oversees the international monetary system and monitors economic and financial policies of its member countries capacity development so through this imf provides technical assistance and training to central banks finance ministries tax authorities and other economic organization okay then we have imf also fights against money laundering and terrorism financing So these were the salient functions of IMF. Okay. In IMF, each member country is assigned a quota based broadly on its relative size in the world economy. Now, how is this size calculated? So the basis for calculation is size of GDP, variability in current and capital received, forex reserves, and economic openness. Quotas are denominated in SDRs, special drawing rights. an sdr is an essential artificial currency it's like an instrument used by the imf and is built from a basket of important national currency so the imf uses sdrs for internal accounting purposes sdrs are located by the imf to its member countries of course and are backed by the full faith and credit of the member countries government so sdrs are like international reserve assets SDR is defined by a weighted average of five major currencies. Divyam, would you like to give a shot which these currencies are? Okay. Well, first one would be of course US dollar. Yes. Then euros. Correct. Then yen. Yes. 
and uh, that's all i know <laughs> try try at least try you're very close uh, indian rupee <laughs> i wish it was okay yeah. i'll tell you okay so uh, those five currencies are as you correctly said us dollar euro japanese yen british pound and chinese yuan so share of quota guides voting powers resource contribution access to financing and str allocation so india's current quota in the imf is 5821 million str making it the 13th largest quota holding country at imf and giving it the shareholding of 2.44% so the largest member in imf is united states with a quota of str 83 billion now we must also look at the governance structure so under imf we have two boards the first one is board of governors which is the highest decision making body consists of one governor and one alternate governor for each member country RBI governor is the alternate governor at IMF India is represented at the IMF by an executive director currently Dr Rakesh Mohan who also represents three other countries Bangladesh Sri Lanka and Bhutan now board of governors is advised by two ministerial committees number one international monetary and financial committee and the other one is development committee the second type of board is the executive board which consists of 24 members and discusses all aspects of imf and decision here are made on consensus now as we discussed earlier one of the major function of imf is to grant loans but it grants loans only to the member countries for crisis or before crisis to prevent them and unlike world bank who grants loan for development purposes imf does not grant any specific uh, loan for development projects like solar panel and all that loans are only and only granted for economic issues so till now we have been discussing about intergovernmental organizations regulating our political and economic relationships here we have another organization in our city which along with political and economic relationships also makes a joint effort to maintain peace security and stability in the respected region yes we are talking about the shanghai corporation organization so previously around 1996 that was around the time when soviet union disintegrated so there was this atmosphere of chaos which gave birth to the shanghai five group consisting of five countries namely china of course russia kazakhstan kyrgyzstan and tajikistan with the primary aim to strengthen trust and neighborliness among the member countries and prevent extremism in central asia Now later in 2001 with the addition of Uzbekistan the Shanghai Group 5 is completely replaced with the Shanghai Corporation Organization while India and Pakistan joined SCO in 2017 only So the point to be remembered is the headquarter of Shanghai Corporation Organization 
is at Beijing, okay, and not Shanghai. So as of now, there are only eight members in SCO. But one thing is slightly bugging me: amongst five Central Asian countries, why did Turkmenistan prefer to stay out of SCO while the other four were in? Well, uh, I have an argument for that. a uh, lot of people consider that sco was mainly established against nato the north atlantic treaty organization yeah and turkmenistan didn't wanted to take a biased stance it wanted to remain neutral and therefore decided not to join the alliance but you know what i think simply i don't think this is true why because see pakistan was solely with the united states then why would it join sco if it's against nato so i don't think that this is true but let's see maybe turkmenistan has some other views the sco is widely regarded as the alliance of the east due to its growing centrality in the asia pacific region and has been the primary security pillar of the region in 2017 sco's eight full members account for approximately half of the world's population a quarter of world's gdp and about 80% of eurasia's landmass as we come to the structure of sco sco has four subunits the council of head of state the council of heads of government the council of foreign ministers and the council of national coordinators so in 2020 the 20th summit of sco council of head of states was held virtually and this was the time when there were border tensions between these two nations india and china where our honorable prime minister shri narendra modi gave a very stern message for the member countries to respect each other's territorial integrity this was the first occasion where pm modi had come face to face with chinese president xi jinping and pakistan prime minister imran khan since the border standoff between india and china began in uh, eastern ladakh in early may This is so okay. Yeah. The all formal and technical things happened in the summit. But you know, give me some masala. What what happened in the summit? Yeah. So Pakistan ke Pradhan Mantri Mananiya Shri Imran Khan ji, yahan bhi unhone Kashmir ka mudda utha diya. Haan, sir. Aur kya? Unko literally samjhaya gaya ki wait for the right time and place to discuss. Yeah. Modi's response to Imran Khan was. just hilarious he said and i quote however it is unfortunate that repeated attempts are being made to unnecessarily bring bilateral issues to the sco agenda which violate the sco charter and shanghai spirit pakistan is unbelievable literally it's unbelievable well i must say there is another unbelievable nation in this group and it's china so One thing I observed, yeah, like one thing I observed about China is that 
China is like a Scorpio which is sitting on a shivli. You cannot remove it with a chappal and you cannot use your hands also to remove it. Because if you were going to remove it from a chappal, well, that's not allowed because it's sitting on a shivli, right? And you can't use your hands either because it will bite you. China is exactly like that. episode i hope you enjoyed and even if you didn't please pretend you did we would highly appreciate if you can give an amusing name to this unnamed podcast so on that note this is divyam sharma this is sanjali verma signing off cut it i should not disclose this right yeah want to know about intergovernmental organizations melody khau khud janza and anyway this comes to our sponsor melody <laughs> very tired i badly uh, oh, sorry <laughs> don't tell me we have to do this again let's let, okay. So this and with this, you completely forgot about the scorpion thing. I'll again cut this part. <laughs> okay, you cut this. Oh, wow, the awkward silence. Okay, you cut this again. <laughs>